0: Alive again. <laughs> you want to say something? You can just cut it out, like out. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't know if you guys <laughs> realize this. This is a momentous occasion. <inaudible> Italian forehead. <laughs> I, I do. I know you. I will admit. Let's roll your hair back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I <even> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 I funny, yeah. Simple. I, I, don't I know. Why do you think I pull it down?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But do you mess with? I do mess with that actually. Yeah. That's that's a good mic check. What's your mic check? I don't actually have one. I kind of just,
1: I like, I would record a clip and then see if I can hear it.
0: Alright, well, do one in the mic right now.
1: Uh, test, test, one, two.
0: Oh, that's so lame. Sorry, man. Sorry. You man. gotta like, you gotta get in there. Get in there. Like, because <laughs> that's how that's how you know that's it's actually checking the mic. Oh, uh. Because I'm just get comfortable in my chair real quick. Oh okay. Are uh, yeah. you are you comfortable? I'm very comfortable. That's good. Have I'm you started good. the recording? Yet? Squeaking, dude. So I love the informal starts. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have I have season two. We got the intro. We right. got the intro going. Right. So that that makes every start more formal now than it was in the first. Because yeah. like, in the first like twenty five to thirty episodes, like I'd just like start the recording and then it'd be like. Lucas saying some random or someone saying right, some random right. stuff, and it wouldn't make much sense. Uh, but I mean, I like it this way. It's yeah, kind I like, of like it too. Cold
1: opens are fun. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's it's cold open, um, but I like the new intro with a little bit of like. The intro is pretty bad. too. I, I love it. I love it because of how like improper it is. I mean, it's like it's like yeah. a beat drop on, it, on top of a, my favorite conversation. Yeah, it's kind of grounded. It, is, it was it was wonderful. Yeah, but uh, welcome. Thank you. Another Thanks guest. I love me. love having everybody on. Yeah. Uh, and this is interesting today because you actually have started your own podcast as well. I have. So That's you can true. tell us a little bit about that, plug yourself.
1: Plug yeah, yourself. so my podcast is called um, Pillars. It's it's on Spotify. Also,
0: move the uh, move it a little farther away.
1: Farther away. All right. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, don't
0: want to so... don't want to rate the beast. <laughs> yeah, so
1: my podcast is called Pillars. It's on a uh, Spotify and it's kind of about It's actually sort of similar to what this podcast is about, but it's, it's kind of just like talking, it's sort of giving advice for teenagers, starting stuff like, Mm -hmm. like going to the gym or like starting high school or whatever, just from the perspective of a teenager or someone who's sort of in it at the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we do, we do do a lot of that here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I ask, I ask people about their perspective and how they're, I, I, Pretty much everyone in high school, I the question like, "How are you doing with your grades? What's your plan?" Right. That type of thing. I've right. asked that to a lot of people, um, but I, I suppose my my style is a lot more uh, random. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like yours is more helpful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a
1: life advice podcast. Yeah. but I'm sure once I have someone on, it'll be, yeah. No, it'll I mean that's that's rented, exactly yeah.
0: what I'm saying. So if you, I mean, like I did a uh, an episode. With Josephine Petris and mm-hmm. she was she's like doing semi-professional weightlifting. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff in that episode about weightlifting and and all the supplements. Right. That whole workout right, stuff. Right, so right, like, yeah. if people know, because I put I put in the the bios um, like three things usually for each person that are mm-hmm. sort of like descriptive mm-hmm. of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like usually they're jokes about the person, yeah. <laughs> um, but they kind of give in um input for the listener to like oh that could that person could be interesting right like if for the kyle hawkins interview i put that he was like uh our starting quarterback or like right. all state or whatever he's going on d1 was he one i think oh actually that is an update kyle is playing some d1 d2 whatever ball he got somewhere uh praise kyle we had him because yeah, i kyle. think last time last time i spoke to him he was not so that's an update mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, like people can go check out that episode if they want to learn about weightlifting on my thing, but like yours, it's going to be like, okay, this episode is, um, this episode is like about weightlifting or life advice. And it's like, okay, that's probably, (laughs) probably without the fluff. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So actually, the first episode that I record, the first and only episode that's up at the time of, of like recording this, this episode of the Nine One Nine is um, about weightlifting, mm-hmm. and it's super. I found it to be super condensed, like
0: yeah. Of, and I mean, how long was it? About twenty minutes? Uh,
1: about uh, like forty. Oh, it was longer. Minutes? So
0: I, I, I watched probably twenty minutes. The first twenty minutes. I think of that's mine? what I did. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted because you said it. And I was very interested. I was like, yeah, this is this is cool. Mm-hmm. I love when people start stuff. As we know, oh, it is. Um, it's 26 minutes. That's my, yeah, yeah. so I was right. Yeah. yeah you, were, you were Um, but yeah, as I said, it's super helpful. So self plug you guys, I'm sure will be putting more stuff up on, on there. Yeah. Um, soon. and I might be going on there as well. Yeah. So I, I do want you to hop on and i want to talk about uh, <laughs> yeah, school and stuff. For yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can do some of that here. As I said before yeah. I, um, each person brings a new perspective and you, you know, like every human has a different perspective. Um, to the community, I'm mm-hmm. not going to say any specific names, but the community, the community you know, the Raleigh community, the 919. Yeah, 9. for sure. You uh, left for a couple years. I did. And then you came back this year. So I how are know. you finding that readjustment? So when I left,
1: uh, it was uh, like, you know, our community is pretty tight knit. Yeah. It, and, um, but when I left, it, it was a, like kind of a nice separation to, um, to sort of like kind of look at myself and reintroduce myself as like a different person mm-hmm. i feel that i feel that too yeah and then when i came back i'd kind of like found a little more of myself also i left in seventh grade and came back as a junior yeah. in high school yeah that so is important to and also later. it
0: is it is important to also mention where did you go i, I went to uh alfred
1: Alpharet- like georgia alpharetta mm-hmm. yeah so the, 276. the two seven six the two <laughs> seven six two seven six i yeah.
0: wonder they might be our rival the two seven six. I, don't know. I haven't heard of it Maybe I'll start it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but no, um, yeah. Uh, but did you? Uh, do you think you enjoy? Like, w- compare the school experience there. Did you think?
1: Yeah. So, um, I, the school we go to now is private, and mm-hmm. the school in Georgia that I went to was public. So there were nearly like. 3,000 wow. kids in just the high school yeah that's crazy. and it was really crowded it, it was interesting because I could meet new people every day in the two years that I went mm-hmm. there but also it was nice because if there was an, ever any drama or like any any sort of like um like a big event or big thing that happened with someone it'd only be big in a small group like I could like but at our school it would kind of be um like on on blast. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that that is something that I don't actually, you know, I have talked to a few people from bigger schools, but that mm-hmm. is the general gist is that it's completely different socially. And I mean, that's a yeah. given. Like yeah. having thousands of kids is a lot different than a school in which you pretty much know everybody. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm not I'm not really want to talk cuz even at our school, which is like one to two hundred people a class, right? Right. Um, I don't know everybody. <laughs> yeah. Some people appear, and I'm like, I have never seen that exactly in yeah. my life. And I'm at that's like amplified times 100 at a hundred at that school. If I mean, if you have three thousand people, there's a chance you might not even see like yeah. on your way to class or throughout your normal day for three hundred sixty-five days, you might not even see somebody. So it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. And then also, speaking of perspectives, you lived in Lebanon for a time, Lebanon, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's that's really interesting. You talk about that too. Sure.
1: So uh, I lived in Lebanon from when I was two years old to eight years old. So kind of like those sort of formative years, and uh, it was really interesting because it it's very similar to Western culture. It's more similar than a lot of people would think it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and schooling schooling was different. It was much stricter in the French system. But uh, when I when I moved here after that it was kind of like a um it was sort of a culture shock because yeah. just the way the way people like the way people spoke in school or like the way I guess like like even family dynamics were different like I, I'm very we're a very like close-knit family mm-hmm. and
0: I mean I noticed that a lot and that's a big thing is that I know a lot of people that don't eat meals with their families right right they doored like especially. Um, people that have the resource ability to Mm -hmm. actually use sites like DoorDash consistently. Yeah. Like it's like abuse it. Like you sit in your room, eat DoorDash. Like it's kind of crazy. And that, that was never me. Like uh, we, I mean, Mm. I wouldn't say it's every night, but most nights we do eat dinner as a family. And yeah. that's, that's a big thing. I think.
1: See, that's like, that, that's like an example of something that's sort of like a foreign concept to me is not yeah. eating dinner with your family. Exactly, yeah. Like maybe breakfast sometimes if it's like on the weekend and we wake up at different times. Exactly. That's sort of the yeah. only one. But um, if I'm at home and it's oh, – unless it's planned for me to be eating somewhere else, I'm always eating with family.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean the other thing you said, how people – Talk in school. What do you mean by that? Like- yeah,
1: so it's it's nothing huge. Like it's not it's not it's no drastic change, because I was lucky enough to have already known English and sort of developed a more like American accent for my mom who grew up here. But um, like we would call the teacher the Misses, or we would um, grade things differently.
0: Wow, that that's cr- that is actually something I've never heard. You'd call. A teacher, the missus.
1: Yeah, like, if a, te- if a student was to get in trouble, we'd be like, I'm I, or, like, if they were annoying us, I'd be like, I'll go tell them, I'm going to go tell the missus. Wow. Right.
0: That's, yeah, I mean, that's completely different. Yeah. Like, that, that term. And then, um, obviously, depending on the school, coursework was probably slightly, di- to, in a slightly different way.
1: Yeah, so we would have, like, a few weeks on of learning, and then, like, a week straight of just tests and um it that was kind of that sort of pattern what in like second and, in like second wild. and third grade yeah
0: i wonder if they kept that into like a high school type format from
1: the people i've talked to and like my family and just other people i know who are um in that system over there it is sort of consistent and they have a much more regular, rigorous curriculum than we do yeah and they're kind of surprised to see like the sort of freedom that we have in our school system
0: yeah no i'm i'm that's that's crazy. That's that's almost sounds slightly worse than than the Chinese school system. And I mean, the Chinese school system is very well known for being rigorous. Right. But I don't think it's it's like a week and then a week of tests. Like I'm thinking it's just tests more often, but periodically spread out.
1: Yeah. It's it's not a week. It's not a week and a week. It's like there's there's like a few weeks. of oh, Okay. And then, and then and one then and then just a test. week straight of tests. Okay. Yeah. 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 So,
0: but that's. I almost think that that would be almost easier than having a periodic test. It is
1: easier. I, I, I mean, I think so. It's like, like in in the American high school system, having like a, like just random tests throughout the week <laughs> yeah. or like days yeah. of tests where you have assignments due in other classes. Because then it's, it, it makes it really tricky to plan right. what
0: and when you want to study. Yeah,
1: especially that's if you're sure. an athlete or you want to have a social life as everybody kind of does. But yeah.
0: yeah, but that's crazy. I mean, I talked with... Is there is there an SAT type type thing in the Lebanese school system? That's
1: um, yeah. In the it, it runs off the French school system. It's oh, not like okay. It, it's okay. Not like its own so, centralized thing. Little
0: hint of colonization, there. right? Oh, <laughs> a lot of colonization. Yeah, we gained
1: independence in 1943. Yeah, so pretty recent. But um, we there are standardized tests in the French school system, but not nothing like the, nothing as big as the SAT and ACT. Mm-hmm. Are in uh, the U.S.
0: Yeah, and I would assume I would assume there is a lot. Well, I don't know about a lot, but there is students applying to American schools from Lebanon, and I, I I'm wondering if they have to if they take the SAT or if they're applying without tests. Yeah, because I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think they take. They're not required to take an SAT. Or...
0: International students might not be. That's the thing. Yeah. If they don't have access yeah. to it, if it's yeah. not done. Yeah, because I know. Because that's interesting. I've actually never thought about that. Because in, I'm just comparing mm-hmm. what I know about mm-hmm. other systems. It's like in ours, right? You take the SAT and or ACT and you send that score, AP scores, whatnot. But in China, there's like the Gaokao, which is their big test. And um, that sort of decides what university you're going to get into. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that they can report that score to U.S. colleges as well. Um, and I, I, just metrics like that, like it makes sense to take yeah. scores from the different country, whatever it's applicable, and then use that for application to U.S. schools as well. But I, I'm not sure about that. So
1: yeah, well, I'm sure the U.S. schools like take into consideration how, like how they did on like that system standardized yeah, test exactly. for sure. Exactly. Um, especially well now, a lot of schools are becoming test optional.
0: Yeah, a but they're going back. And that's they, the thing. That's the thing is this year. Um, obviously we saw a lot of that test optional stuff with COVID, but mm-hmm. this year stu- schools are going back, uh, to, to tests. Oh, I already heard a couple, um, and there, there's some other interesting things, uh, things. I mean, Yale just said that you can, there's the four test formats, there's AP, IB, ACT and SAT, mm-hmm. and you just have to report one of them now. So okay. instead of reporting the SAT, you can report all of your AP scores. Um, and that counts, which is which is interesting. I haven't seen anything like that yet. Yeah. And then because of AI, and also I've talked a lot about AI on this, mm-hmm. and it feels like every time I do a new episode, there's some new bull that's, that keeps happening. But Duke essentially just said that just essays will that. Yeah. Um, essays will no longer be like looked at for quality, but more of like what you, it tells about the the writer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. I mean, because by itself, I think essays. That's the main purpose of the essay. Right. But it's kind of big now that. I mean, I, I suppose if you have grammatical mistakes in your essay, you get not counted off as many points. That's
1: like. I mean, I think that's that's good, especially for because there's a lot of foreign students who aren't yeah who aren't great at um, English um, like writing and sort of those kind of questions, but they're like really they're really proficient in, in other subjects, and mm-hmm. I think. While while it's bad that it's kind of come to this because of how much AI is overused, I think that it, it has some good things to it because like it kind of allows for looking at just the, well, what's the word? The kind of like proficiency of the student, yeah, without yeah. grading them on their writing fail. It's kind of
0: crazy how there isn't like a foolproof way to check. I mean, they're it like they're not running every right. paper through. The system, right? Like those those AI yeah, checkers. Yeah. But even so, if you use AI as the base of it and then tinker with it, it's not detectable. Yeah, and that's that's crazy to me too. Is that like for essays or whatnot throughout the year, and for applications, you can just do that. And I feel like it, I feel like, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely against it. I mean, overusing it. I right. feel like I feel like using it as a tool to gain ideas off of is not necessarily inherently bad yeah but if you don't if you're copying words directly from it then i feel like it's it's definitely cheap you know yeah then then it doesn't doesn't show
1: your own merit it just shows what the AI can generate
0: yeah and um so so that's what i'm saying if you put that on there unedited then it is it should be easily detectable that's what I'm trying to get. At, yeah. Is that someone should read that and be like, "This doesn't sound like an actual an actual human being." Yeah, um, for sure. but it's just not. I don't feel like it's a foolproof plan. Like it's not being done that way. Yeah. So I guess I understand why they did it, and I'm interested to see how that how that affects admissions. Like I wonder if different uh, different groups or different places will see more applicants mm-hmm. getting accepted than others because of that. I don't think it'll actually do much, but I think it'll be similar.
1: Yeah, I think um, yeah, it would be interesting to see how the admissions rate changes with that sort of new rule and that new rule implemented. Um, if they're not, if they grade less, yeah, like as I was saying before, if they shift it towards more like the merit of the student and what the student has done in the essay instead of how the essays were in, that could change uh, things to be maybe probably. Um, Honestly, I could see more admissions coming in just because there are a lot of good student, like students with really great scores.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely true because essays are a big part, but it's not a universal. It's not a universal thing because mm-hmm. the essay is going to be individualistic for each applicant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but things like the SAT are as the name implies standardized right. so every person's on on an evil playing even playing field there right um, but i yeah, i mean it's interesting to see we can't really comment that much more on it because we don't know mm-hmm. it's just it's just that simple we don't know because yeah. this is the first year a lot of this stuff is happening and it's just our luck that that it's you know all these tests going digital PSAT, SAT, the mm-hmm. AP exams, all this nonsense with COVID—we're getting kind of screwed in mm-hmm. our in our applications because we don't know. Yeah. And that's the thing. So, I guess more more to come, and uh, we're gonna be applying next next fall. Next fall. Uh, good luck. Yeah. Good luck to you. Good luck to everybody. Yeah. Uh, do you, I mean, let's hit it real quick. You got a top three. You got a.
1: Yeah. Um, Columbia, NYU, Duke. There you go. Was the top three.
0: I dude, if so many people are high on the. Uh, the, the New York schools,
1: I I mean I I love I love the city and I like how fast paced it is. Yeah. And New York is really good for networking and like just making connections with a lot of people because uh, I want to go into medicine and that's sort of a very networking. Other other than like how good you are at you know cutting someone open, it's it's <laughs> it, right like yeah. it's um there's a lot of networking involved in it as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that's that's pretty consistent for every business. Yeah. Um, definitely. I, t- I saw over this past break, we had a couple of days off. Mm-hmm. I took a visit to Columbia and Yale. And honestly, for me, I don't think Columbia is my speed. It's like, it's beautiful campus, obviously, academically, great school. Mm-hmm. You got the reputation, people were nice. It's just, I don't know, there's something about its focus was very STEM. Uh, I don't want to say, it's like technical, it almost seemed to me. It seems like a tech college, sort of. And um, that just wasn't my vibe. And then also, I'm not crazy on the big city. Like, Mm. they had a lot of programs that were very helpful um, in, like, getting involved in the city. Like, Mm -hmm. there was this program they had that they, essentially, you have free access to every museum in the city. And then also... You get you can get paid to go to like Broadway performances for free on the school. Wow, it's like one once a semester or something like that. You can apply for it. That's really cool. That and then also uh, I think it's either free or reduced price at one of the movie theaters in the city. It was like a big. It was like a big thing. Like the students all go to movies on the weekends or something like that. Um, but there was a lot of, I guess, amenities that they offered, which was nice. And I loved my time in New York, but it's just not for me. I didn't feel, I didn't get the vibe that you get from, from the colleges. Um, but Yale, on the other hand, that was my vibe. I loved Yale so much. It was, it was so beautiful. I loved the architecture, the people. And this was the Mm -hmm. thing that struck me the most was that the people, seemed, like, happier than they had at every other college I visited. Interesting. And that was the crazy. Like, I didn't, maybe they were all paid actors, but <laughs> the, uh, they, they all had smiles, dude. They, they had their cups and their, their you know, visco water bottles, and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they were walking to class uh, with their plaid sweatshirts, and they just, they had the biggest smiles on their faces. I guess that's the Yale effect. I don't know. Is, it it was the, just, is that is, do you think that exclusively it's a, applies to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the it's the technical term. Yeah. Yale effect. Uh, but it was it was very beautiful. So I enjoyed that. Uh, so I guess that moved up my list. But yeah. Columbia, I'm still gonna apply, but it's right. not my it's not my top three. So it's kind of one of those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 a very like i I'm a very city oriented person because like, I grew up in a city in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. I was in Beirut. And um, I don't know. I like the I. I kind of just like the fast pace. I already said that earlier, but I I feel like Columbia is sort of. I haven't toured it yet, but I'm going there this summer for a program. Yeah. And so I feel like like a college campus is what I'm looking for. That's why I'm not super like into the idea of NYU. Because it's kind of just a lot of buildings around around the city. Mm-hmm. but I feel like a college campus right in the middle of like yeah and I mean really, it definitely really was nice that. city. It definitely right. was because exactly. there
0: was there is it, it's like a somewhat secluded mm-hmm. um, but then you can sort of look out on the city a little bit and it's, yeah. it was that aspect of it was very beautiful because yeah. it's it's still able to not be in the hustle and bustle of the city. But like you walk a hundred feet that way, and then it is the city.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So I get that. That's totally. And then and then you said Duke also. Yeah. Uh, what have you visited Duke? I haven't visited
1: uh, Duke yet. No, but I like I I like Duke because it's in state and it, it, it keeps me close to my family and it's also uh, pretty well known for medicine and like yeah, the hospital. Yeah, I mean, that's programs. definitely all
0: the all the. I mean, the Research Triangle, right? right? They're all yeah. going to be they're all going to be well known. So. Yeah. If you're thinking about medicine, too, there's a lot of good schools for that that have good medicine programs but aren't, like, like top tens or whatever the mm-hmm. people say. Because um, I know my brother was looking at some of that stuff mm. for his application because he wanted to do medicine. Um, so that's why I think, honestly, I don't know what the best major is. Everyone has their predictions for what the most profitable major is. You should do computers, computer science. Everyone needs doctors. Right. It's like, I don't know, just do whatever you enjoy. That's what it comes yeah, to. Yeah, I agree. Like, if
1: if you enjoy it, I mean, this is kind of cliche, but if you enjoy it, you're going to end up making money off it because you hopefully. want to work towards that's it. it. that's the thing. And uh, on that uh, computer science note or that software engineer, it's... It used to be super profitable and it still sort of is now but it's becoming so oversaturated yeah, with the exactly. with the idea of that sort of gold rush mindset that people had going into that um, like major and field of work that it's becoming oversaturated
0: and people are just That making and no and freaking outsourcing is, yeah, that too. is also that a too. big deal there. Um, cuz I know that's that's happening. Yeah. So I wonder what what's your prediction? What's your prediction then? You think, I mean, obviously doctors will always be needed and lawyers will always be needed. Mm. Those aren't really going to change much. Right. Business is always fluctuating. I mean, it's like, it's always useful, but it's all about, it's individual. Like, mm. I mean, it's all about where the situation, because mm. it's, it's almost like luck in that way. But yeah. I mean, it's not really, cause it's skill. You got to meet people. That's even more networking than, than Oh doctors. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's Biz- so, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Maybe maybe it'll be architecture. Maybe we'll have a renaissance. Architecture's <laughs> on the uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: this is is the 2020 re- renaissance. but um yeah, I don't know what's supposed to be um what I, I don't know what the next big sort of Monday I I going. honestly
0: think it could be law. Law and that's my it, thing it is could that
1: be especially I uh, maybe like civil civil court exactly. with a lot that's of civil court cases thinking, arising with I'm like I'm thinking AI. that
0: that if there's going to be a new breed of... Like we talked about this in econ. This is like Do like we? an economic lesson. It was yeah. like glo- the effect of globalization on... Right, global I was actually on. going to bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like uh, the new breed of lawyer that has to be able to handle like legalese in the global yeah. like, system, right? And that is going to... Feed into AI that is going to feed into other stuff, and you're probably going to get paid a lot of money <laughs> to be doing that. Right. So
1: That's another thing. Sort of going into the uh, medicine field too is that there's a lot of globalization starting to happen in the uh, in the, the medical field. With um, there's a lot of robots, there's people just um, attempting to create like robots so yeah, doctors can perform surgeries from well. That that's the thing is, the that, world. is
0: that is that. Robots being controlled by doctors is a thing. It's like it's like part of the job can yeah, be done. It is,
1: especially for very small surgeries. And, and that's the other surgery. thing is like
0: business and talking to people can't be done by a robot. Right? And law in itself can't be done by a robot. Like obviously record keeping. Yeah. And these sort of systems to help lawyers can be a robot, but a robot's not going to convince a jury in court. Like that's exactly yeah. Um. But it's so that. That's the thing about computer science is that it, it that can be done by a robot too. A Robot like ChatGPT can write code. It's it like, can write code. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So as that get more gets more advanced, they're going to have less um, technological sort of opportunities there. Yeah. So I I mean it's interesting. We got to see because uh, back back when my parents were going to school, it was all computer science. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was I feel like that was, it was starting to get big. But yeah, that was like was a, I know a lot of people that. Um, graduated from Duke because that's just kind of the, yeah. the the area I've been around um, in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. that were computer science that made a lot of money because they went early to work on Google, Microsoft, right? These types of things, and obviously it boomed. Yeah, like Google, Microsoft, Amazon, and then it boomed. Um, so you just gotta you gotta get in the right system, but you don't know what it is, so you gotta you gotta go where the money's going, follow it.
1: Yeah, I wonder if we're sort of starting to revert back to manual labor because now that we, we – because we had that sort of computer boom and then now that everything's sort of shifting towards the, like, automated side with AI and stuff, I wonder if, like, manual labor, like, doctors and lawyers or, like, even – like, like architects, like, things that can't be done yeah. by, well, I mean, that's by exactly. a robot. That's, that's exactly that's, what I was saying. Those are going to be very – yeah, exactly. I'm just
0: – yeah. And at the end of the day um, – some menial i mean i guess you'd classify it as menial labor yeah. can be taken like obviously a factory line can be done by robots although that's more expensive in input costs but there are a lot of jobs that i again classified with like menial labor mm. that can't be done by robots yet and probably won't for a long time right like we don't it would be very hard for a robot all by itself to cut down a tree pick up the log <laughs> like put it on a truck and then Drive the truck by itself somewhere. Right. That's that's a little bit of ways away. So, those types of jobs are also what keeps keeps us going industrially. I don't think. Here's the big take, though. I don't think we'll self drive cars. Like I don't think we'll have fully automated cars. No. I don't think we will.
1: No, people. The just the human nature of being like sort of rooted in their ways. That the way yeah. like the way we are. No one is going to give up. Is going to. I give can't. Up
0: it's it's. Well, that and then the mass terrorist attack possibility is crazy. Yeah,
1: because you you can't have a closed-loop system. I
0: don't care how safe they claim it is. Each car operates on its own server of code. I don't care. There's somebody that's going to figure something out, that's going to be able to tap into something. It's the internet. It's all on Like Yeah, if 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 it's it's, connected to the internet. If it's connected to something, it's all on there. If it's run by itself, there has to be a computer in it. There has to be some sort of mechanics in it yeah. someone's gonna figure something out and then all of a sudden every car in america's taking a hard right turn and millions of people die yeah. like <laughs>
1: this is even one car could cause like a pile up on 540 exactly. in the middle like of if rush one hour, car car then... short
0: circuits or or something yeah. like that or had like even if there's what if it's like raining and there's a part of the car technologically that can't take water mm-hmm. and it finds a way and then the car just shuts completely down. There has to be at least a way to revert to manual control quickly and seamlessly. Yeah, but it, it just, it's just—it's not a smart idea. No, it's and that's the- why flying cars is an even dumber idea. Yes, <laughs> it yeah. will never happen. I can see—I can see a flying like tram system, maybe. Like, because I mean, we have planes, but I'm saying like. Uh, Maybe yeah, a like mass
1: a, transport system. Yeah, could be mass taken transport to the air, system on the air, maybe
0: in cities. Like I'm saying, flying around between
1: yeah, like, like building
0: a, tops, something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like a metro, but in the air. Exactly that, and I mean stuff like that's already been done. But I'm talking about like something more technologically sophisticated. But yeah, flying cars, individual flying cars, are not going to happen. No, because as not. soon as as soon as one person gets them, then you got a million people getting them, and then you got crashes in the air that go down to the highway and start yeah the, <laughs> amount
1: of, the amount of collateral damage that comes with that is just it's crazy
0: because um, imagine you got flying cars in New York right one crashes it's like a helicopter crashing into each yeah, other you just a, crash into it, a building it, like it's what it's a
1: ton of mini sort of 9-11s kind of just happening all around exactly
0: that, and that's it's very dangerous we had some bad ideas yeah it's not ethical um definitely not ethical no. uh I want to revert our attention somewhere i will right. scare you a little bit okay in i think like around 70 days is our ap exams oh wow 70 days Wow, you know that's like a month two months and 10 days yeah that
1: is that is wow that that really puts into perspective that's kind (laughs) of scary to think about because um i mean ap courses are always are like kind of in like they're always in depth and they always feel like you're doing something so unless the teacher kind of reverts your attention towards like hey now's the time to start studying the ap exam you never you feel like it's infinitely far away
0: and uh that's why i mean i don't know what your experience has been but i thought i i was underwhelmed i suppose by the ap exam last year i thought they were easier than i thought that's good they were gonna be
1: i didn't this is my first year taking ap courses so okay
0: okay i'm but the thing is i'm I think that these exams could be very difficult. That's the thing. Obviously the AP uh A- AP US exam is classified as one of the harder Yeah. One of yeah, the harder yeah. ones, but all the histories are just because the amount of knowledge itself. Yeah. But from the rigor of the class that we're taking, we're gonna be fine on that. I'm assuming we're gonna be fine. On I think
1: that'll be okay. I think the worst AP exam for this year, like I think Generally, is going to be the AP Micro exam. Just yeah, because for me there, too, there are people like you who are um, just who are like actually taking but the yeah, class. I mean, I'll,
0: I'll, I'm going to study for it a lot. Right? Yeah, it, we're right. going to have
1: like, <laughs> periods of just studying. But yeah. there's a lot of people who, with it being online, there's no there's no real incentive to have to do it. <laughs> oh, JW,
0: oh uh, what? Whoa! No. They're, they're that <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry, you. I, you I, I, right, I just it was had a little. Well, cough, throat. Yeah, it's okay. Allergies are, it's
1: allergy <laughs> season
0: soon. So, um, but I, no, that's that's completely Yeah, completely that true. might
1: be a really bad turnout.
0: I remember, but I mean, again, you never know with AP exams because you could get lucky. I took AP Huge, are you familiar with AP Huge? Yeah, AP I haven't UK? taken it. But yeah, yeah. It right so on. I took it, um, I took it last year, first semester. Mm-hmm. It's semester class, and mm-hmm. then the AP exam is in the spring. Mm-hmm. So I had a whole like three or four, maybe even five months between learning and the exam. And I tell you, I definitely don't think I studied enough in between, like I... I mean, the class is not difficult, granted. Like, it's pretty easy because it's it's basically a collection of facts. It's like, it's just overall knowledge that actually is very helpful for a lot of other courses, which is why I actually think if you're taking your first exam, take it early in high school, or taking your first AP, take it early in high school. Yeah, that was
1: one mistake I made is I didn't make any, uh, I didn't take any AP courses freshman and sophomore year. And to, like I said, I want to get into Columbia. So to get into those higher level schools, you have to have a, a, like a large repertoire of like rigorous courses. Yeah. So I'm sort of overloading my schedule now. I'm taking four and then inted, t- intending on taking at least four next year. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I
0: mean, that's uh, that's the thing because at our school, we can't take classes as a freshman, which is fine because no one can unless you get like, I suppose, special permission. Some people have done that. But right. overall... Not really, and um, AP. So I recommend taking AP Hughes as a sophomore, and then taking maybe another history class, or if that's all you want to start off with, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's very helpful for other courses, like the knowledge that you use in that can it can spark your interest in different stuff because there's a lot of stuff about um, like environment like city planning, so it's helpful for like architecture, that type of stuff. Yeah. Or, <clears> the <throat> voice cry, or um, <laughs> historical stuff too. I mean, there's a lot of stuff about history in there. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it is a social, social study. So, But the, the, the reason I'm talking about this is that, as I said, I had that big break between taking the exam. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really study that much because I was like, I think I'll be fine like a month or two months before the exam I'll start studying. Mm-hmm. So it gets to like... I think it's spring break. Guess the spring break. So like a month-ish before the exam. And right. I start looking at the stuff again. And I'm just like, this is <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to... I had good notes. I had good right. notes, which is the mistake a lot of people didn't. Because they didn't take the notes during the first semester. And then it's like, okay, you don't have the information in one place. You have to reread the whole textbook. Right, exactly. Um, but I had good notes, which was good. And I... You know, I had actually tried in the first semester, but I it was my first AP exam ever mm-hmm. taken, and I hadn't looked at the knowledge mm-hmm. for months. And so I get to the exam, and I've studied a couple times, as I said, not as much as I thought I should have. And it was like the easiest thing I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, I was like lightning on the sticks, dude. I don't think I got one multiple choice question wrong. Wow! I answered all the uh all the SAQs pretty easily, mm-hmm. and that and I mean, I got a five. That was the easiest nice. exam. AP exam. I think I've I've taken. Uh, well, I mean I've only taken two so far, but <laughs> that was the old, easiest exam. I think I will take. Yeah. Um, because Euro was harder than that. I still did well on that though. Mm-hmm. Um, but the format and layout of the class is, is good to take as a first AP. So I will put that out there mm-hmm. as advice. Interesting. So the this year this year you're taking four, right? Let me yeah. guess. I think I'm gonna guess. You got it. Micro. Mm-hmm. Psych, mm-hmm. a push, mm-hmm. and there's oh, it's just science. There's is a, it environmental? No, uh, it's well, it has to be bio or chem. I'm assuming bio, it is bio. bio. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah I, I, I couldn't do your schedule with chem, chem, <laughs> chem <laughs> would be crazy.
1: Yeah, um, I've heard chem, I've, I like, I talk to people who are in AP chem and they seem miserable,
0: dude. Um, I, I see, that's the thing, I don't know how. But we
1: can't gauge it on but, on how we would exactly. See it.
0: But they they the things they're saying though is that it's like normalized to be getting like 60s and 70s on tests in that class. That's interesting. That's crazy to me because they're like everywhere. I literally once a day, one, multiple times a week, someone comes up, like in conversation will come up like, "Dude, did you see that chem quiz?" It's like, "Yeah, I got a sixty-five, best of my class." Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, I've heard
1: their conversations. And I'm like, "Is it, Are you guys not failing <laughs> these quizzes?"
0: They all are, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we can just retake it on Friday." It's like, okay, so they've normalized having to take quizzes two or three times because of how hard it, it friggin is. That's crazy yeah. to me. Um, and then also a push. I think is structured in a way that it's not terribly difficult to do well in the class. Like the class itself. Yeah. But if you know how to take an AP history. What, then yeah, that that's what be I'm saying. Okay. If you know how to take notes and then do all the work, right, then you will at least like A minus. Yeah. Right? But to do well, very well in that class is very difficult. Yeah.
1: Just the the sheer amount of work. It's that's, not. That's it's thing not necessarily hard work. It's just a lot of work. It is especially a lot of work. with a a junior schedule. If it, like if I had a push freshman year, I
0: believe I could be doing yeah. better. Although I, I don't, I don't know if it. my mind would be developed right. enough. <laughs> like I don't know if my prefrontal cortex. Yeah, my frontal could take... <laughs> lobe is not big enough for a push yet in freshman exactly. year. Exactly. I don't think I could consume the knowledge, dude. Right. But I mean,
1: yeah, just with the sheer amount of stuff that. Um, like like that, just the amount of work I have with like my schedule, um, is kind of like, it's it's near nearly impossible. Yeah, at, with the way I've been living, but that's so.
0: And that's the thing that that's a the biggest mistake I people's I, I hear people make is mm-hmm. is AP Chem and APush. Like the combination is not good. It's right. not good for anybody because no. um, there's ways to keep up your academic rigor and your um grades like your gpa if you're taking a million ap classes but you're getting like Bs in them it's not helping anybody right it's that's a gpa
1: thing. it's it's a higher you'd have a higher gpa than you would in just taking so that's those what i if, if you Bs, but it's not worth
0: it don't want to take those classes then so i'm saying take two easier ap single block classes in the place of the double block and then take ap physics senior year yeah, it's like not that hard. Yeah, oh, <laughs> they're they're switching apes to a single block. Yeah, You're and that too. That. So yeah. I might see that's interesting to me because I might even take that. If this is
1: going to be a single block, I'm I don't. That I don't
0: care about what science is. Science is not my thing. Yeah, I'm not like I, I'm not bad at it. Right. I wouldn't say I'm bad at it, but STEM is not my focus. So I just need to take the, the science credit and AP science and I need to take a single block. So see, it's either physics or... Whichever one's easier. I'm probably just yeah. going to take that.
1: Oh, uh, apes,
0: for sure. I'm thinking it'll be apes, but the thing is, I don't know. Physics might almost be more useful. I don't know. It's a hard decision. That's, physics might be all more useful. That's so interesting
1: to me, though, because I'm a very science-oriented person. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm taking arguably... Two, even though psychology is classified as a history, mm-hmm. it's technically... A, like a, It's called a soft science. But it's it's interesting. I, I'm interested to see how you're... like how your brain processes information compared to mine.
0: Well, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm bad at science. Like, uh, no, I, understand. I mean, I had, I had then. an A plus in chem and bio, right? Like first, first two years. I yeah, was yeah, chem yeah. And bio. Um, but I just, it's not my, I, I wouldn't, it's just not my area of interest. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a better way of putting it is that maybe I'm scientific minded, but I'm not interested in yeah that sort of subject yeah. as much as other, like history and writing. So yeah. I tend to move towards the others. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's the thing is, is whatever you are good at is what you should definitely center your curriculum around too. If you can, if yeah. you can choose your classes. Definitely. Uh, I agree. And I mean, do you recommend psych? Has it been?
1: Yeah, I actually, I really enjoy psych. It's I'm, I'm, I'm interested in neurology and neuroscience myself. So this may be sort of a biased opinion, but psych is really interesting and, the way it's kind of taught in, like in the AP curriculum, gives it a good like it. It's a really steady way of building up your knowledge throughout the year because it it, it all builds upon itself. It's one of those classes that definitely like just kind of like a push. Like if you don't know about like the Monroe Doctrine and like the 1800s, yeah. the imperialism is not going to make sense to you. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like that. Um, yeah, and. I recommend taking AP Bio along with it as well because they they correlate a lot. I've learned and they kind of make some
0: units easier in each. Yeah. Side. Do you do you talk any about anatomy in AP Bio? Um, like I, I, not not, less, hu- not, human not human anatomy, human. but we okay. do like plant and cell that type of stuff. Yeah, we
1: discuss cell like cell anatomy and like sort of like anat like anatomy in general and how organisms work, but it's more discussed in like different contexts than a like, mm-hmm. dissecting sort of content. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you dissected it? No, no, we don't dissect anything this year. Wow. Oddly enough.
0: <laughs> I don't... I, I remember... I, I don't think I've dissected actually anything but, like, an owl pellet. With <laughs> In Mr. Knox's class? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Knox was a goat, dude. He was. He was he's, so funny. He's, he had that, he's that oh, an bowl. amazing teacher. He yep. was an amazing teacher. He was a lower school highlight, as we like to say. Yeah, he made was made science well, class so. fun. Yeah, yeah. And I love, I love, I loved the little walk over there, the lower school a little nice walk outside, that sing, see the garden, that single
1: file line past the <laughs> this, the, the single diagram. file line. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, I mean, it was so. Now that I think about it, I like reflecting. He, uh, we had he had a smartboard in there, yeah. right? And we we look at like rocks and different things yeah and i remember kind of, we did the owl pellets
1: like our own bill nye
0: yeah we didn't we did like some interesting stuff but i don't actually remember like we never learned anything i mean we did learn some stuff but i'm talking about like it was mostly just having fun
1: yeah that's like, kind of what a lot of lower school was
0: yeah, yeah i mean we 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 dissected owl pellets i remember playing with rocks there was like turtles we could look at yeah and then we uh, looked at
1: a lot of bones
0: bones uh we watched Bill Nye, didn't we? We watched some Bill Nye in there. I feel like we yeah. did.
1: In fourth, yeah, that was more when we had like a substitute, though. I think in fourth mm-hmm. grade.
0: Yeah, dude, Bill Nye was a another classroom goat, dude. Yeah,
1: you was if he came on the screen. You know, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, it's about to be a good twenty minutes when Bill Nye shows up. Oh
1: yeah, for sure.
0: And then, uh, and then you get to middle school, and then you have actual science stuff, and. Uh, the teachers would just like play Netflix Disney movies. Yeah. <laughs> that was before Disney Plus was the thing.
1: Yeah, that was that was time.
0: Um, they just play like Netflix Disney movies, and then I remember I remember one of my one of my advisor got like in trouble for playing Who's, stuff who on Netflix. Your I don't want to say the specific name. Okay. Did you <laughs> right. have
1: um, for for your sixth grade science? Did you have McLean or the? Um,
0: I, I the... so I had Miss Spain I, yeah Both right. both those teachers amazingly yeah. amazing. Don't don't want to say Love anything them. bad about them. They nah, were it wasn't, they yeah. were great. Um Yeah, I mean and the forensics unit was fun too. That I was so that. fun that, that, that fun. whole
1: game with yeah. the uh, yeah, that was really fun.
0: I I don't I think I got it. I'm not sure. I remember being feeling like a champ. Yeah. I remember feeling like a champ. So yeah. I think I got it. Yeah, I'm I'm remembering now cuz we had some fun units in that class. We did. But that was kind of like our first science class, really, because I don't know if you remember, but our our fifth grade science teacher (laughs) didn't really, didn't, Mr. Fiedler, Mr. Fiedler was also, he was, he was a hood classic. That's, that's what we like to say. yeah, that's that's a great way to define (laughs) it. We had, we had some fun times in that class, the marble, and then we made that, uh, the marble roller coaster or whatever. Yeah. And then
1: we had one day where we made, uh, what's it called? your floats or whatever. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We did. And what else did we, you know? There was something else I remember from that that I'm forgetting. But fifth grade was like was like we. It was just in that building, and then there was like history, uh, English, science, and math. Right? right. That was it. And then we had the other the other yeah. stuff. I remember thinking I was I was so tough having actual class schedule cuz yeah, that's the first yeah, year yeah, yeah. that you're not just in homeroom. I was like, "Wait, I have four classes a day. I have to go to I have to, I, I get to go to history and then language arts." Yeah, you're like
1: you're you're like in the we're like in the common plaza. You're like, "Where are you headed?" Yeah, exactly. yeah, it was it was it was definitely a fun change. And I that I think that prepared us for middle school pretty well too. Yeah.
0: I mean, 6th grade was weird though cuz uh there was humanities. That's that's an interesting experiment yeah. having history and and it was double block humanities too, yeah. And that's crazy. What what, what was it? It was history and uh... English, like LA, ELA. Dude, I had another campus legend. I had Mister Hale. Oh, Mister Hale teaching. I, I took his um,
1: folklore class yeah, during yeah, yeah. the COVID. He's
0: he's a he's another hood classic. I that's a good teacher. Um, I remember him teaching. Uh, him teaching what was it him teaching like language like vocab and stuff was the funniest thing ever because he he was like he was good at it but he you could tell he just did not uh did not like it as much as history like that was his passion yeah he was like he, he was like all in the folklore and history and then he, he was like it. all of a sudden he'd be like all right we're transitioning to some uh some vocab can someone read it on the board and it'd be like S- i don't i forget a word that he'd be like Proverb. Yeah, <laughs> and be like, yeah, that's pretty good. And then we would like do that for thirty minutes, and he just didn't look like I, he didn't want to be there. I
1: wish I had him for English for humanities that yeah. year. I mean, I made had, the um, made
0: the double block pretty easy.
1: I had a different teacher that year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know he, uh I as I if said, if, if, if there's anything negative to say, we're not going to use the names.
1: Yeah. Um. I'm, yes, I won't use their name, but uh, they were. They made my year a little rough. I'd never actually yelled at a
0: teacher before that year. Yeah. No, I remember... I mean Like, 99% of teachers that I think I've interacted with have been dope. Like... Yeah. Very dope. Especially... Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially high school. Like, I don't think yeah. I've...
1: Because I've, they're all I've, down to earth. They realize yeah. that we're... We and
0: I mean, I mean, we could have been... We probably little... We were probably little little craps in, yeah. uh, <laughs> in yeah. middle school, to be fair. But then again being super strict with like middle schoolers and lower schoolers I don't feel like is the way that's just not yeah, it's not a way to get kids to respond because that's the thing that I remember is the two or three teachers that were just like really strict mm-hmm. and I remember that I did not like them and that they made school not fun yeah and for sure. i don't know i mean there's a difference between like reprimanding and keeping keeping the order and the mm-hmm. peace with rules and then being overly strict and so that, you know, it tended to happen that way in which there was a less than preferable outcome between teacher.
1: Yeah, I agree. That that's that sort of, like, very, like, strict approach towards children. And, like, 12-year-olds like and 11-year-olds are not going to enjoy that. Like, we're just starting to realize that we can kind of not do what someone tells us. Yeah. And so we're obviously, if they make us upset, we're not, like we're not inclined to do what they want us to do, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And that's exact. I mean, I remember, um, I remember some instances where it was, uh, you know, I, I I didn't get in trouble much, but occasionally I did. And sometimes it mm-hmm. wasn't even for stuff that was like all that. Like sometimes I would just like, walk out of the room to go pick up something because i dropped it and then she'd be like why are you out of your desk yeah and it's like i'm just doing something i'm just living my life like i'm I'm gonna be back in two seconds but yet you like get a ghost slip or something like that yeah exactly or lunch detention. yeah man i was lunch detention warrior (laughs) <laughs> that's crazy, <laughs> that's crazy. Just, I remember all the people in middle school like getting a go slip they're like is this gonna ruin my chance at getting to college yeah i <laughs>
1: are like no my my permanent record
0: <laughs> this goes on the transcript yeah <laughs> it's, it's like you, you like missed recess one time in, in middle school and all of a sudden you get all your applications rescinded yeah exactly it's like huh nah, you're not getting to Harvard no, now no buddy. D1 offers for you <laughs> <laughs> that's that's honestly what I thought that's why that's,
1: that's how they made it feel to us yeah back then. yeah Man, another hood classic uh, of middle school was Mr. R. I don't know. Oh, Mr. R- yeah. yeah, I, I love, dude love him.
0: Him. I hope he found his island. I hope he. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but I think yeah. I like so he, his big thing was that he said once he retired, he wanted to buy an island.
1: He was like he, he was wa- a very Ryan Reynolds type. Yes, character. that's
0: so for real. That's a great comparison. He was honestly, I actually give credit to him for. Some credit to him for where I am now, like academically, yeah. because going into sixth grade, I had a bad fifth grade like math class. Mm. Like I did not do well, so he, I was placed, was I was placed in the I, lowest I loved math. I love
1: that teacher, though. I was
0: placed in the lowest math. Yes, yeah, so I and his sort of um, he helped me a lot with math that year and seeing that, like, because I mean, the first test I took it in middle school, and I was like, I got like a C minus, and I was like, I was like, I didn't know how way. to feel about that. Uh, in the math class and then he like talked to my mom and then my mom was like yeah just not okay <laughs> yeah. and then from that moment i was like yeah i don't i don't like that feeling so yeah. i don't want to do that again it's kind of like i dip my toe in some hot water
1: yeah and I, I remember bombing a test in that class and my mom i didn't know that they sent notes home and i kind of i just decided not to mention it and my mom came storming in my room she was like what is this it's unacceptable with their with like test in hand and yeah it's like oh I don't like you like being. I don't like (laughs) not doing good in school. Yeah, exactly.
0: And then, uh, but he helped me a lot. And then I took like two math classes that year to catch up Mm -hmm. and bump up a bump up a class. So that was that was an academic comeback. That was the that was the one and only Bryce Augustine academic comeback. Right there was in sixth grade. Sixth grade because I I took two math classes and then at the end of the year I passed the math seven whatever. Oh my god. I forgot
1: about those.
0: Yeah. I passed the cumulative exam to to bump up. Mm-hmm. So, that was wonderful. And uh, well, congrats, man Yeah. Yeah, Mr. R, well, I mean, that was like 6th grade. <laughs> well, hey. It's like 6th grade <laughs> demon. <laughs> uh, no, Mr. R and uh the other math t- math teacher, uh Miss amazing teachers. Mm-hmm. Like they are they are carrying the math programs dude. They they are yeah, they're huge. Uh, for sure and now that we've 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 gloried up the teachers that deserve recognition Mm -hmm. i mean you know everyone's got everyone's got mr r's miss a's at their school that really have a great impact on them and that those are the teachers that end up you know actually helping kids like want to learn get interested in subjects and help them that type of stuff so uh as we close out here Mm. uh I want to say we have, we're close to the end of the year, mm-hmm. closer to the end of the year. Do you have anything that you'd like to say that you could come back to after the year or next year, possibly, sort of and readdress. reflect on it? Sort of like readdress. I, this, I've asked this question three or four times. It's special when I do. And right. I don't know if you'll remember to do it, but for me, it's kind of cool. Because one day when I'm old and I watch them back, I'll be like, yeah, I knew this person. Remember, mm-hmm. um, and this is this is what he said. And then if if we're both still kicking, shoot you a text and be like, hey, did you ever uh, do you ever do what you said? So like, some, like a goal of mine that yeah. I have. Yeah, so could be a goal. Could be could be a thing you want to eat tomorrow. It doesn't really <laughs> matter.
1: Um, I think just I'm interested to see if I kind of stay on the path of going into into neurosurgery because that's sort of a very hard, like, path to be, to kind of deviate, or like, kind of be wishy-washy on, because, yeah. I mean, you get out of pre-med, and then you have to go kind of into med school, and then you can't pursue other things, because you're too exactly. into med school, right? So, that's the, I think that's the one thing, is if I kind of stick on uh, the neuroscience path, or the medicine path in general, I think,
0: for sure. All right, well, there you go. Now, when you're, uh, when you're 27, and uh, either dying in med school or not in any school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you can you can reflect on that and be like, you know, maybe I should go to med school. And you'd be like, yeah, you know what? That was that was that was a some that was some good advice because I'm still in med school. Right. I'm gonna be a doctor in three years or something like that. Yeah. Be um. Neat. But twenty seven. Yeah, it's still probably in
1: res- be in residency. or Yeah, whatever. exactly. Something like that. Yeah. So,
0: I mean. Dude, just do it. Biggest advice anyone can ever give. Do what you love.
1: Yeah. Do what you want. Don't care if people think. People are always going to judge.
0: People are always going to judge. That's the, uh, that's how you know. God, I sound like, I sound like a gift card. I mean, like, that's how you (laughs) know, that's, that's how you know you're, uh, you're, you're succeeding or you're Mm -hmm. doing something good. Is that if people start hating? Yeah. You could be normal and not be laughed at. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I remember when I started all my, all my, my, my stuff and, uh. To everyone. I mean still to this day I do get some, some jokes But people love to joke about it You know what I mean Like I'll have someone Come up to me sometimes and Be like Hey How much money Are you laundering And then like <laughs> it's, called, it's called me something like uh, Say something a little mean Right And it's like uh, uh, You know none But I've done some Pretty cool stuff And uh, you could tune in You can tune in On the 919 On the 919 Yeah Exactly So you just you laughing in their face and that's 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 how you deal with it. Exactly. But uh, you are listening on the 919. And in 30 seconds, you will not be listening on the 919. See see what I did there? That's yeah, connect I, to the outro. Take I notes. <laughs> <laughs> Take notes. All right. As I said, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having um, me. Check out comicade.org, Get some merch. Donate. Whatever. Obviously, all profits to charity. We have more big stuff going. Little, li- Little Free Libraries up. Uh, I think I talked about that before. Uh, so donate some books, donate some money, you know, everything helps, even if it's one cent or a toenail. <laughs> and, uh, I'll see you guys, see you guys, uh, I, whenever I record another video, I don't know when this is coming out, but check out CJ's or Cesar's. Oh, that's a big thing. I need to get this right. Okay. Cause you used to go by CJ. Right. But I, it's Cesar now, right? Like you, you prefer going by Cesar. So.
1: I I introduce myself as Cesar now. That's yeah. one thing that changed that's from cool. when I left. Yeah. but if you know me as CJ, then it's, that's then cool. It's you, then okay. you've known me since yeah. I was a kid. I just so. want to get the name that's right
0: because cool. street cred. You know yeah, what I'm saying, right for sure. So yeah. go check out CJ's podcast, baby, because <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be electric with the topics that he's just unloading onto you, the. You VR. won't find any better life advice ever. Exactly, and I will be on there too, giving you all my advice, which you desperately need. Definitely. Definitely. Pillars on Spotify. It's the pillars. Pillars on Spotify.